This week's episode of Escape from Plan A. This is your host, Teen, and uh, it's the same group as last week's. Sort of, uh, it's uh, Adam, what's going on? Jess, what is what's up? up? Uh, just boiling in California. What else is new? Is it really hot over there? It's really hot, but you know what? It's also a little humid. We're not going to get, like, I'm not asking for any sympathy yeah. from you East Coasters because uh, we, we've, you know. we've had, it's 95 today. Yeah, uh, but and like, humid. It's, yeah. yeah, so it's definitely less than that, but like just unusual for for Southern California. I haven't put on a shirt today. I, I've just been sitting in my underwear the entire day. That's <laughs> nice. I've got a fan pointed directly at me right now. That's the way uh, we live. Do you have a and, Do you have a chair for it? Like, a, um, like it sucks if you get sweaty the- and you're and you're on like a some kind of pleather situation. You kind of oh, like stick to the chair, and then you got to peel yourself off. Oh, uh, gross. Um, <laughs> Get like swamp right. back. Let's put ourselves in a better mental state where we're yes. know, we're in a cool in a the we cave. No- we're back in our cave, Escape from Planet K, the the cave of solitude, Fortress of Solitude. That's right. It's cool. We're not thinking of teen swamp back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're having a proper discussion here. I thought it would be a good segue from our last pod because you know the pod where we talked about that guy's post in uh uh asian masculinity about you know putting away the 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 pua game or the girl you know getting girls game and then focusing on career making something of yourself and then getting back into it when you're a high value male you know that kind of <laughs> literally high dollar sign male yeah 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 and I think we were poking holes in it, and I think that a natural uh, continuation of that discussion would be uh, to talk about uh, careerism, and because that's what he's advocating for, ultimately, right? Yeah. Is to say, put career and success ahead of yourself, uh, ahead of other things, and then everything else will sort of naturally fall into place, which I think is not a controversial thing. I think that is... Um, Conventional wisdom conventional wisdom right yeah. it's the, and it would be considered like the proper thing to do and i just thought maybe uh and, and i think i had said something similar when i had posted several years ago about that but I, I i think my views on that have really changed a lot uh and i and i thought maybe we could just kind of go down that road for a sec uh, yeah think? so yeah, we're gonna unpack good. like the third teaching of uh, reddit dharma <laughs> acquire currency ignore females that's right that that is literally something you'll see yeah uh, on reddit yeah the reddit dharma yeah that's right that's right it's like okay the, the third tenant of, of... <laughs> yep okay all right i, I mean i, well, we, I don't have I, to, we don't have to premise it off his post more uh-huh. more so just like you know i think it just sets up the discussion because what he's saying is and I thought that this was a serious hole in what he was saying was that, you know, if you become careerist, you know, the thing that I've realized is that fundamentally changes who you are and what your value systems are. And I think if you um, examine that more closely, which you will do inevitably, um, yeah. is that there are a lot of like contradictions and paradoxes to it. And those problems get worse over time. They don't get better. Um, and so, uh, and I had forwarded, um, which I'll link in the show notes. I had forwarded both of you this video. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know her name, but her, the, the, the YouTube channel is called confused avocado. And as far as I can tell, she's in her late twenties, maybe she looks very young, but she looks to be based on her experiences and stuff, maybe late twenties, maybe very yeah. early thirties. Viet Australian. I think she's one and a half gen. She has a Viet accent, um, so probably one and a half gen. Uh, talked we'll probably, about. We'll probably hit her up. Um, seems like an interesting person. Um, yeah, I yeah, I think it would be if we can find her. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and the link is in the show notes, and I highly recommend people go check out her channel because did you notice that there's like a pretty significant overlap between like the topics she cover the we cover and the ones she does which i thought was interesting because i always thought like 
we were very haphazard about it that there was no connective strand to 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 what we talked about and then i look at her channel and i'm like wait a lot of this is very similar mm. yeah oh no i didn't have a chance to to peruse her uh her channel very deeply but i mean it definitely resonated um if I had if I had talked about how I felt about career in my late twenties, that's pretty much spot on. What how I would describe it, honestly. You mean the video that she put out? Yeah, yeah, the one that I did watch about um, about uh, why she quit her well paid, uh, by all accounts, a good job, her good job in finance. Why she ended up quitting? Um, she wasn't even talking about like giant like burnout or anything. She just thought she was seemed like uh, she was mostly talking about uh, like ultimately like. It, the hype just wasn't living up to it just wasn't living up to the hype yeah and what, she was expected and what is, to invest and, and more into it than she was prepared to what, what is uh, the hype um i mean the like, lowest what, what hanging fruit that on that would be, so be that would be just a plain status game right status is kind of a an alpha quality not alpha like like the alpha man uh but kind of like an unquantifiable in almost intangible quality to a thing um there is a there is a that's prestige right like i people will chase prestige at their own expense right to even pretend to have uh, prestige mm-hmm. it's kind of this currency um at some point though if you are invested in the path a prestigious path um it has to pay off for you right it, the promise is you you invest into your education you do the grind and it's a and it's an uncomfortable difficult grind that demands a lot of personal sacrifice um at at a critical point in your in your young adult life it has to pay off um the easiest the lowest hanging fruit to that is money right the mm-hmm. promise is that you invest into this and you get fat stacks but um, but was that her complaint though i i mean i'm not going to say that the video was in my mind, totally consistent. I think there were a lot of um, contradictions. Well, I'm getting to that. I'm getting said. to that. Yeah. But like from the outside, you see that and you think like, okay, wow. Like who hasn't been young and thought, oh yeah, I'll do whatever it takes. This job pays like what, like 750K a year. Or ultimately if I make it up to like, like a, like a managing director or, you know, like a VP or something, I, you know, you can get seven figure salaries, all of this. You can be a billionaire by 35, all this kind of stuff, right? Like who hasn't thought I'm willing to do what it takes to get there when you're on the outside looking in, right? And then you step into that and like, oh, well, it's not all that. Like one, the money, it's it's not the same kind of money that there used to be, even in uh, high prestige professions. Um, I don't know. I think finance is probably, finance hasn't dipped that much, if at all. But like other high prestige professions, certainly the pay just isn't there the way it used to be. Marketing, which which was the field she, she is in. Uh, yeah. Definitely has, has yeah. She was working. For sure. Well, she was working at a in a marketing <clears throat> department for like a large pharma company. Yeah, uh-huh. I think yeah. is what uh-huh. she was doing. Yeah, right. Okay, um, and then um, that's like so. The money is kind of uh, the lowest hanging like offering, like the lowest hanging fruit you're supposed to. And then I don't know. There isn't that much talk about how to actually craft a fulfilling career for yourself past that point the idea is that the money itself has to be a form of fulfillment right the opportunity what opportunities that the money buys you which is just like saying the fancy stuff it could potentially buy you it doesn't right. have much to say past that uh, that and i think that... the problem is it used to these jobs used to be able to promise this Promise, sorry, you were gonna... sorry. Promise what? Promise um, big payouts and. Uh, well, besides big payouts, um, like a sense of a sense of drive, mission, a sense that you're doing good work for a good cause. Uh, I right. Think that okay. So, out so there. that's my question to you: is like, based on her video, um, or and based on what you were just saying about regarding the money and how it's not all it's cracked up to be, the money's not as good as it once was. I mean, is the problem that the, there isn't enough money or was the problem that money isn't enough alone in the sense that people are looking like the money mm-hmm. was good, but money is not the only dimension or even, you know, is not the only dimension that matters. I think and, and uh... could it have been made up with more money like to 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 to. Um, make up for the fact that you know maybe it lacks in other areas such as like you know purpose and meaning i think it could Mm. be made up with enough money right Uh, because that shortens the even if you don't like it that shortens the duration of time that you need to be tethered to a job let's say 
Right. Right. So, you know, that number can go up um, and you will have a meaningful difference in uh, like employee satisfaction with that job. But I think that the two are kind of correlated, right? The decreasing pay and the decreasing satisfaction with it. And it's not, and one is not constitutive of the other or cause, there's no like, it's not necessarily, it's only a loose causal effect, right? Like I've heard from a lot of doctors, right? The pay is going down, but the pay is, the work itself is getting more uh, degraded, Right, fighting with insurance right. companies, fighting with insurance companies, being you know throttled by their hospitals, or you know this, that, and the other. Like, uh, it's the work itself has become degraded, and as a function right. of that, the same force that would degrade that work will also be working to shrink that paycheck. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a combination of both. The paycheck sizes themselves have not grown as or stayed the same, or um, you know have you know, the numbers aren't as high and the spending power has gone down for everyone, right? Based that's on big, that check, that's right? A big part. So it's Housing like, a combination. Yeah. it's, it's all of that, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't buy as much as you used to. And then the, the paychecks have not grown in, in even in like the middle management class, right? And, and maybe even upper management, like everyone talks about the, the pay, pay disparity, right? And the income gap. Uh, and certainly it, it matters much more from like the low end to the to, versus the really, really high end. But it's not like, middle managers have have seen that like go up as well like as much as like the, you know the bees the really rich you know the the really high end so it's like you used to be able to be like a middle manager at places and you'd have a really good really good life and it would seem like and not only was it just a good luck cuz you had a lot of money you could actually do stuff with it and you had time to um, enjoy it and i think that's where it's like you're spending all this time, you're earning all this money. And then, then what? Like, there's nothing after that. Like you're just working and accumulating money and there's nothing else there. Um, and no one sort of believes in the, I'm working at a marketing company and I'm doing great work and improving people's lives. Like no one believes that anymore. Um, because it's just not true. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're selling and you- widgets and things that no one actually needs. Yeah. Uh, not even, yeah. There's a there's a fundamental hollowing out of the sense of purpose and drive to be even doing this work to begin with. So it's really less that uh, people are out there earning money and they're really just trying to make rent for all the right. bills that they're that they're they treading have. water basically. Like yeah, that's it. Um, so it's less about like accumulation or getting ahead or something. It's really just about like I just got bills due, man. Um, there is there is a sense of purposelessness to it. Some. Uh, just kind of feeling like you're trapped on a, some flywheel or something. And, um, and it, yeah. And, and it's funny, like uh, this phenomenon like, isn't new, right? Like, I mean, the whole rat race and the whole, th- this is something that's been sort of in, I think, American consciousness for a long time, even probably back into like pre-World War II days, right? Like in the 50s and no, 60s. No, I don't think so. I think no? this is actually, no, I think this is a fairly recent development, Um but the rat race, that idea came about... No, the rat race was... I mean, hating the, the rat race and wanting to step away from it. Um, that was definitely... That was definitely real, right? I yeah. think it's a... There is there is a little distortion effect because we know about it primarily from, like, media made about it, right? Which That's true. is going to be a little bit critical um, or hyperbolic of the current moment, right? So it's basically, like, you can't see, like, media, especially popular media, as, a like, an indicator of the times. You kind of have to see it in some ways as, like, a 180, like, mirror reflection of it, That's right? true. That's true. Um, so rather than, otherwise, what would be the difference between that and, like, just, like, a, a, like a really entertaining documentary of the time, right? Um, but, like, a... The thing that, like, the thing I'm talking about, like, okay, like, I saw a talk from Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, um, a while ago. It's a pretty long talk that he gave right after, like, the launch of the, I think, the Apple II uh, back in the, like, I think this oh, was, like, 1984 gosh. or something. Long time ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and, um, you know, obviously, you know, th- you know, we're talking about Apple here, the co-founder of the Apple. Uh, what was interesting to me, he was talking a lot about his early days, right? When he was like in college or in the jobs he took, like right after college. Um, the thing, one of the things that stuck out is how bad those jobs technically were. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like they weren't, they they were pretty haphazard, right? He literally like walked into labs and asked for jobs and got them at like Hewlett Packard and, and like big places, big engineering firms. The pay was really low. He was talking about having, like he was a working engineer for years and was talking about having to scrimp and save to buy, uh, to buy like a little microprocessor to play with. Like it was his life's dream to, to collect, to get all the money to build his own computer. He was like deep into his like, he was like he had been working for like five years i mean admittedly parts like these parts were much more expensive than the commodity uh electronics uh, yeah, we have right yeah. now uh, but i mean he was making he was making the point like these were not very well paid jobs but a thing that a thing that stuck out is just how excited people were to be at the, these jobs and he mentioned feeling pretty lucky because uh, he had enough money where he didn't have to worry like he could make meet all of his basic needs Right. Um, mm. So once those needs were met, the 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 alpha quality of that is that the work he was doing felt meaningful, exciting, uh, that it was contributing to a body of knowledge that uh, he felt would be would be useful uh, and personally, it's personally uh, interesting. To, this problem is personally interesting to him. Um, we've lost that. Um, so now when we talk about tech, like, so this is 1984. Uh, so we're like talking like one generation down the line, like right now, right? Um, a tech engineering job is primarily what, like what, what's the first thing you think of? How high the salary is probably, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, very the salary little, very, and also just like the prestige of it, like, yeah. you know. So it's kind of like a finance job in that sense, right? Probably uh, pro- similar to like, like lo- a lawyer. Point. Yeah, over the past couple job. decades, I think tech has sort of taken on primacy as like where, uh, and I, and I would I, I would consider also you know the finance apparatus around tech like VC yes. and PE, uh, yeah. to have more of a halo effect than like traditional Wall Street finance. That halo yeah, is also yeah. whatever halo is on it for like doing doing good work or pushing the boundaries of possibility and technology in this country. That halo is going to shine's going to come off that. Um, that halo pretty damn quick, oh for sure i think, I think yeah. it already sort of um, started no and i and i agree with you just i think that the halo is i mean the money is a big part of it um but i think it's 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 the it's also the money as a signifier that that this is like the hot thing to, the hot place to be yeah you know and, and, point- and i do think like that that i think at some level um people chase money not just for money's sake mm-hmm. because like if mm-hmm. we cared that much about money we wouldn't blow so much money <laughs> you know, like right, we wouldn't spend it profitably <laughs> yeah like i mean we'd be smarter with it you know i think a lot yeah. of people who chase money are pretty dumb with money especially young people yeah you know they're they're going where the money is because it's 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 like a signifier that that's the hot place to be mm-hmm. you know for yeah. other reasons too not just for because the money's high um but because like that's the sort of exciting meaningful Right. place where a lot of new stuff is being done the future is being cooked up in those areas and that's why there's, money is yeah. flowing into there's it there's prestige know? there we talked about you know, prestige uh, and yeah meaning. yeah you know it's it's meaning i think that that really matters yeah. a lot well then i have a question for you then uh because this was the point that i was trying to get to here uh would so many people flock to these jobs if the pay were not as good you mean in tech in tech yeah no yeah, because I think not. I think I think the I think the I think they they used to um, there there used mm-hmm. to be a time when that was true, uh, but no more because I think tech has become now like finance part of the sort of like yeah establishment. Yeah, it's an institution now, uh, for better mm-hmm. or worse. Like every Center every emerging power. thing has to go through. Like if you if you're successful, you inevitably become the thing you 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 detested. You know, at first. So this is kind of an inev- inevitable stage, but yeah. you know this kind of like ennui, uh, dissatisfaction with careerism and all of that. Uh, maybe maybe there's no way around it. Uh, maybe this is just inevitable. We're just at like some like so. some like apex point in the development of this industry, um, and you know it, it, the the conversation turns inward, right? To like mission to like finding personal satisfaction and personal like um, and. Um, the, the the problem is more about personal dissatisfaction than about like any mission that you know your company offers, and it's it's not that 
it's not that exciting. It's a company mission is not that exciting uh, these days. Um, I mean, you I, like, could I also was, argue that should it ever be, you know, no, that exciting. I'm right? going to take the, I'm going to take, I'm going to take that position in a minute later. Um, I think that it is a, it isn't, if you, if you are lucky to find something that like that, then you are indeed blessed. Uh, and I think people do need that or dilu- kind of, or diluted or diluted. Yes. Um, and I think people, the big question to me is, do people actually need that or not? Right. And to me, I, I'm starting to trend towards not fighting human nature. It seems like it's an inbuilt part of us that we do need that. And, you know, it, pretending that we don't need it um, is not going to do anything. We're going to find that. And and if yeah, we take I, a big look, it tends to it tends to get destructive, either self-destructive or destructive to others. If we ignore that, this is an actual need that people have. But who's I, ignoring that need? I think everyone is. But isn't that isn't it, that like employers why are manipulating it. It, it? Employers manipulate that to get people to sign on to extremely bad jobs for low pay and selling the idea right. of some like sacrificing your life to some grander mission, like the right? video game industry. But no, like no, no. But, but, but in that case, aren't they prioritizing that? They're just they're just being fraudulent about it. Meaning, yeah. like they are saying, like come work for us, not because we're going to pay you the most, but because we will offer you meaning. Come work for us because we will offer you excitement right. Right. and purpose. They're not saying. I mean, they are saying, but the, the, the that's the loud part. Actually, the quiet part is no, we're going to pay I'm you fifty k a year, right? I'm talking about like individuals pretending like that's not an actual like oh. like driving need. Okay, um, I think most people are trying are pretty, to or tr- pretty. I don't know. I think most people at least are aware that you should try to find meaning in work or whatever. Though a lot of people these days are a little bit more um, sober about whether they've found it, you know, I think Fair, that's the issue. I guess, I um, guess. I mean, the problem now yeah. is entirely, like you said, an issue of fraud, right? Like the tech industry still still cribs off of its uh, very you know burnished reputation set in like the sixties and seventies and eighties, right? Um, when it really was a, an exciting time to be. Yeah, no, there in was the a lot of industry. truth in it, right? I mean, there was yeah. a lot of truth there. Um, these engineers, they did world shaking shit here. Like it's incredible. Like Talked about to be, right? to, I mean, to have been working in Bell Labs the, in like the 1960s. Know. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, I can't think of a single company right now that, that has a 10th of that kind of, uh, that kind of pull. Right. I would be, and those were not, very, they, those were not very well paid jobs either. No. Um, which is interesting. Um, the gap between like the worker and the CEO was pretty low too. Um, yeah, just a just a minor aside there too. Um, so like these thing. companies, <laughs> the, the the companies like like borrow that same language, right? Like oh, we're gonna like revolutionize the world, we're gonna disrupt everything, um, to sell kind of a to sell branding basically for themselves. But it turns out to not exist. Uh, it's not it's not reality for the workers or for the customers really, the consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. everyone's just kind of like, like it's just a period of cynicism then that we were sold a false bill of goods. Uh, right. I mean, what, um, what I'll disagree with you, or I don't know if it's a disagreement, but I, the way I interpret what you're saying, Jess, about people wanting to have meaning, and I, and I fully agree that <clears throat> uh, that's part of human nature, right? We don't want to just do stuff uh, because we got to do stuff, um, like for pure survival. Um, I'll agree there. I, I, what are, I, I think maybe we disagree is that I don't think people need to, to get that from their work. Oh, they uh, don't No. Right. Like I, I think that some people choose that. I think that's something that is pushed within our system because of just, you know, the capitalist system needs people to work as hard as they can for as little money as possible um, to maximize profit. And if you can get people to do that voluntarily through selling them on uh or, or hooking them on this meaning through work idea, then that would be perfect for that. Um, but I feel like <clears throat> people, ju- you know, people need meaning. Um, and if you can get it outside of work, um, I would, I would do that. Um, if you can get it within work and outside of work as well, I guess that's perfect. But um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, it's just that, you know, people need meaning to, um, if you can't find it in one place, try to find it in another. But um, 
Yeah, like I, I don't I don't trust the, well, the what companies. I'm, to what do I'm that. reacting to is mostly uh, like culture opinion writers, who, like especially people who try to like like self describe like anthropologists, basically, who mm. try to characterize like millennials as so and such and such, or Gen Xers, or even boomers as as having some innate character. Uh, it always comes out sounding kind of doomer and essentialist. Right, millennials are just uh, immature by nature. There's, there's actually, they're disconnected from their work, alienated, um, all of that, um, and that's just the nature of who they are. It, it, it presents the problem as fundamentally unsolvable in that case. That's true. So yeah. I'm not talking about like decon. So I'm talking like, okay, like, all right, hello, capitalist state. I am trying to give you some advice here. If you would like to see more invest investment from, from your citizens, you need to create meaningful work. We already know can't. how to do that. But we you, know but how we to do that. But how do we I, know I, how to do that? Yeah, I know we, we, we did it once. We can do it again. It's but collective. Was, I think it's that a was collective all will. Did, I don't did, think did we so. really do it, or was it a lie? Because that all gave. No, I think I think that there were a lucky early people who got in early on it. Um, often, like if you if you listen to, uh, you know, founders talk about their work, it, it's always very meaningful for them. But what about for the people who worked for them? Uh, who didn't have stock options or 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 got in late? They're just working day to day. I'm sure Zuckerberg or whoever feels that he got a ton of meaning out of uh, a meeting out of life in in starting Facebook. But ask your typical Facebook employee how they feel. So if you look at total meaning, you know, created through. No, I'm talking. Ignore this, uh, any company founded in the last twenty years, basically. Well, okay, yeah. okay, but, but I don't think Sun Microsystems was necessarily like any more meaningful than than Facebook, was it? I mean, they're all just they're all just companies. Is my point? They are all companies. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not advocating for for the return of better workplace. I'm just saying, I'm criticizing people who character who try to foist the problems that they see in society onto some essentialist characteristic. Oh yeah, of yeah, yeah. people, basically. <clears throat> We already know how we. If you see this problem in this group of people, chances are we already knew how to manipulate that. I, I am talking well, about manipulation. I'm not well, talking, maybe talking about let, whether people should or should not. Let's talk about what? a specific example of someone who's doing this, and I think Malcolm Gladwell is doing this. In that, um, there's a New no, York but Post I'm saying, article. Like, disc, whatever is going on in the work environment right now, so, you sh it would be harmful to you to connect too hard to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so I think Malcolm Gladwell is an example of this. So there's a New York Post article um, talking about how how Gladwell um, is is really angry about how people want to work from home, <laughs> and and he says like this is a real disaster because, um, you know, I, I want to read um, an excerpt from this. Um, he says. Don't you want to feel like it's not in your best interest to work at home? He said, I know it's a hassle to come into the office, but if you're just sitting in your pajamas in your bedroom, is that the work life you want to live? Don't you want to feel as if you're part of something? And he adds, I'm really getting, I'm really getting very frustrated with the inability of people in positions of leadership to explain this effectively to their employees. If we don't feel like we're part of something important, what's the point? If it's just a paycheck, then it's like, what have you reduced your life to? Um, I think this is very interesting. Like, I'm, I'm criticizing what he's saying here, but I think it's very interesting because he is pointing out a real need, this feeling of purpose, belonging, you know, sure. getting out of bed and, you know, doing something more with your life than just getting a paycheck. But he assumes that it has to be done via your job or your career. Right. Right. And I think and that's that's, where... that's that's the problem, right, Jess? Isn't that isn't this an example of what you're talking about? Is is this sort of like very influential class of people like the Gladwells of the world, or 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 you know other uh, influencer type people? I think that's what he is. Who public intellectual? I guess. Yeah. Who, despite I think the uh, the obvious experiences of regular working people, create this demand, uh, this mandate that I think a lot of people buy into, that work should provide these things, 
like you should have a job that has meaning. You should have a job that 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 fills voids in your life that prov- that not only gives you a paycheck, but on top of that provides you with human relationships, social belonging, all that kind of stuff. And it's very hard to dispute that, don't you think? It's very hard to push against that because, like you said, who doesn't want that? Who um, doesn't need that? He's, he's addressing yeah. a real need. He's just sure. he, yeah. he he's just assuming that the environment that uh, exists that we all live in serves that need, or, or should can, serve that need. Um. Yeah. Or is capable assu- of. I think the question, the cap- problem yeah. is, is whether it's even capable of it. And he's saying, well, it would be if you would put on your work clothes and get to the office. But yeah, I'll tell see, you this what, is a, I did that a for decades, and that's not the answer. But okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he also came up in a different kind of uh, of marketplace, of impo- unemployment marketplace. Um, he did. Than, he's pretty old. Than people who are dealing with work from, like negotiating work from home contract well, he's also a celebrity right influencer yeah. so I mean, he was he also is, just in academia whatever right? is going like, on right now. he's assuming that the work yeah. he this is what i'm talking these are the people i am criticizing when i'm saying that uh, right. these are people who manipulate people to try to force uh they're serving the existing system in that case because mm-hmm. they're not criticizing what about these workplaces are like let's assume that work from home does mean an increase in disconnection disaffection you know lack of a uh, dip in creativity let's assume all that's even true he is never at one at any point asking what about these workforces is is causing employees to feel like that to the point where they want to stay they prefer to stay at home than meet this extremely yeah uh then then come back to the if if it's such a critical human need i think all three of us are agreeing that it is we agree yeah um then we're seeing then 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 he's noticing that millions and millions of people who don't know each other, not we're not communicating with each other on this, are all opting out at the same at the same time in the exact same way. And right. he's saying that's actually your fault. And he never yes. examines mm, what the yes. culture of work is that these and people that, are and, responding to. And that's why I the two links I sent, it was this that Gladwell article, or not the article, the article about Gladwell. And the Confused Avocado uh, video, because her video, I thought, she is not someone who is like, I just want to work from in my PJs from bed. I don't want to go to the office. I just want to work from home. I just want to paycheck. She was she did it, quote, the right way. And yeah. she did it successfully. Yeah, she did derive, at least for a time, a couple of years, meaning purpose. She developed strong relationships. She said she had a great managers. She didn't great say colleagues, she great she said, colleagues she, too. She had great colleagues, great managers, and her work was being recognized. In fact, one of the problems was that I was being recognized too much, and they wanted to promote her into a managerial role, and she didn't really want to manage people. So she, you know, she is someone who is absolutely doing things the right way. Yep. And within just a couple years of that, she was like, "This isn't really working out for me." And my question is like, okay, what happened to her? Because I really identify. With what happened to her? Because I would say, I think I did it the right way. I didn't want to work from home the way I am now. I didn't want to just sit in my, I don't even sit in my PJs. I just sit in my boxers working from home. <laughs> when, you know, uh, and, and, and honestly, uh, my, I, my work at this point is totally devoid of meaning and relationships and stuff like that. And I'm completely happy about it. Um, and something had changed in me, and it wasn't just COVID, <laughs> because I was—I no. had already felt this way one year prior to COVID. I can verify, <laughs> right? I was just—I yep. was just—I uh, was just—I was just fucking doing nothing um, for about a year before COVID hit. And um, but I was like her. I think I was—I uh, was definitely doing it the quote right way, and I felt you know uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but I was like I, I felt like I had meaning. I was pursuing some gr- grander mission um, and totally disappeared within just a couple of years for very similar reasons as to what she said. Um, so I don't know if that happened to you as well, Jess, or where and, and Adam, like whether both did you did you to have an evolution here where you you know you shared the same sort not ideal like you shared the same expectation that she had and gladwell is talking about about 
I don't want just like, you know, a job for a job for a paycheck, but I want a job so that I can, I want a career. You know, I want to not just, you know, put in some work and go home and be tired, but I want to like derive meaning and learn from this job and advance myself and better myself, you know, and then, and then what happened? (laughs) I grew to hate the industry. The tech world. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all the connections that I made. Um, sure. I enjoyed. I mean, uh, like your first years are just going to be a grind, right? There is just no way to get around the suck, honestly. Um, so, so those were hard years. Getting getting a career after getting the connections, getting the skills that you need, putting in the hours. There's no getting around that. Those years just suck. Um, so I so. But I was happy with that because one, I knew that that's just the process you have to go through. Two, I cared about, you know, I, I, I liked the skills I was developing. I, I, I thought I liked the industry. I thought I was running into an awful lot of bad eggs, but I was like, you know what? Still, um, you mean sure. people? Like bad uh, eggs no, and like, bad people? Like bad technology, bad oh, business mm-hmm. practices, bad mm-hmm. technology, tech, like bad development practices, right? That's the, that was my, that was my beef with it. It was nothing like, it was not like I wasn't finding meaning in the work. It's like, no, you motherfuckers are doing it wrong. I just don't mm-hmm. have enough seniority to tell you to fuck off. And I don't really know how to do it, <laughs> do it the correct way. But even that can be a drive. But, even that can be right. a form of drive where you're like, you know, I see a lot of room for improvement and and and, and opportunity for myself. I mean, that sounds like opportunity in a way. Yeah. Um, so um, and then I went into business, like consulting. So I just had my own company. Um, I was very happy with that. Um, I, I can't complain about the 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 um, like. There were some aspects to just running a company that I wasn't that I didn't uh, that I didn't enjoy. It's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. come naturally to me. But I don't regret like honing those skills anyway. Um, certainly got to dictate how I, how I did things at a techn- technological level, at development, le- development level, all of that. So I, I truly enjoyed that. It was just the hours got too much at that point. So it was more like, uh, I don't even, I think it was burnout, but it was just more like, like it just, I just had to hit the brakes or I would hit the, hit, hit the burnout wall pretty hard. And mm-hmm. I didn't want, and I didn't want to, and I wanted that process to be under control. So it was just too much of a good thing. Like you did, you get, you did get all the stuff that you wanted from it. You did derive meaning, purpose, all that stuff. Oh uh, yeah, but it was just yeah. too much of it. Like you had a you best had to gift learn to, was it? It polished my it superiority co- complex to a high sheen. Mm-hmm. I I met so many idiots. It was it yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you guys are all morons. I hate everything about you guys. You broke right through to the other side of um, what yeah. is it imposter syndrome? Like the the inverse of that. Right. Yeah, all y'all. Yeah, <laughs> are the imposters here? I'm surrounded by fucking moron syndrome. Yeah, I am the mm-hmm. only human in this room. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm treating it a bit light, a little glibly, but I don't want to get into that too much either. Um, but you know, for me, it was it was less about the human intangibles and very much about how I felt the industry that I invested uh, myself in was not going in a in a direction that I felt comfortable with, like. Uh, like ideologically on principle, like, like I, I hit a step, like when I went into business, like started a consultancy, like I had hit a kind of a tipping point where then I was kind of stuck unless I had taken a job at like, at like the Fang companies or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I, I was and still am opposed to, you know, opposed to the, to the development of the surveillance state. I don't like, I, I don't like what we're doing. Uh, I don't like how comfortably in bed these companies are with, uh, with the government, with the not, with the, uh, all the, all the shadow, the shadow state entities that rule our lives. I just was not comfortable with it, but I, there was nowhere for me to go. Uh, I couldn't keep staying at small companies and expect to get the same amount of, uh, of development, career development, as I would have gotten uh, there. So, like going into business, was kind of like like a timeout. Like I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, my, but I still need to keep making money. So here we go. So you're coming at this from a different angle, Slightly, which is yeah. which is an entrepreneurship yeah. angle. Yeah. And I think tech is big on this. And I think the U.S. in general, I feel like the um, the, the 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 narratives around work have become a lot more entrepreneurial even though most people vast majority of people are not entrepreneurs they're just and they don't want to be 
They don't want to be. They just want to be fucking employees drawing paychecks. Well, you know um, what? This is actually a reversion to a much older way of uh, of of uh, of personal economics. It wasn't. It's the 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 idea that uh, most people are in stable employment for thirty, you know, thirty forty years uh, by the same employer. That that is one of the big aberrations of the twentieth century. Like what was what was entrepreneurship well, I, well, like? Well, sure, then? sure. No, I agree. But employers, I, I, though, for no, no, no. But 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 here's the point, Jess. I, I I don't I don't think it's a reversion to the mean. I think it's a lie. Meaning, I don't think that we're actually becoming more entrepreneurial. I think we're just being told right. these lies that we should think of ourselves all. I think we don't have a choice. I think we don't have a choice. Is the is the point I'm making here? Like I, whether I'm not whether I'm suited for entrepreneurship or not is not even the question for me. It's that if I want to keep doing work the way and I need to keep and I need to earn money. Um, so with some hard facts in place, like what am I? What do I do to uh, to a survive to make a living and b you know eke out some some semblance of satisfaction with the with the things that I have to do you know for hours and hours on end every single day. Mm. That's a that's a hard one. Yeah. That's um, the hard so one. Yeah. so like these questions of like oh I'm not a, a suited for this or that or I don't like this or that like these are somewhat secondary concerns. Um, like if you just take a so I don't like that uh, the landscape has turned everything into like like basic like we're, we're, like calling it entrepreneurship is kind of putting it generously like gig workers. We're we're all kind of freelance gig workers. Oh yes, where the trend I think is that's going. a better term for it because yeah. if we're just all in, entrepreneurs. And we have all these little small companies. Don't we all still need employees, or is everyone else just sort of self-contracting out to like a, you know, a, a that's, Russian that's, nesting doll of like entrepreneurs, quote unquote? Like, I think that's yeah. my point. I think that's my yeah. point. Is that is that we're we're moving towards gig work, and yeah. they're 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 polishing a turd. Well, I don't want to call lipstick it lipstick on a pig. I, yeah, they're putting lipstick on a pig, right? Like you're you're just they're just like you're still a fucking employee. We're still. Pay, like the basic, you know, economic transaction between employer and employee is the same, except we don't call you an employee now. We called you, you private know, contractor. Yeah, you're still driving the <laughs> yeah. Amazon truck like you would if you were working for UPS or whatever. But the difference is like, you know, you work for a small mom and pop shop that leased those trucks and you work for them, not right. Amazon. Okay. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think there's a, there is a distinction between um, like uh, the way gig work at like the, the quote, like blue collar scale of labor and at the white collar end of the labor pool. Um, so I like, yeah, it's terrible what's happening to the blue collar workers, right? Being called a partner or an Amazon associate or something, um, when you're, you're basically working harder than like, than textile workers in the 18th century, right? Um, that's twisted and absurd on the, uh, on, at the higher end of that scale though, it's not a necessarily bad place to be like, have either of you, you guys worked for like small companies like like two three employee companies oh never no. that small well not as an adult i think um when i was in high school like I, you know I, I interned got paid at like a small financial services or, or like a trading operation there were like maybe mm -hmm. five people but not mm -hmm. not as an adult i've okay. only ever worked for giant companies yeah. and the government yeah white collar work at the uh, at that level is is different significantly different I will say, um, I enjoy it much better, and I do think uh, it's not. It can be. It can be manipulative and exploitive. All all labor relations can, honestly. But in a smaller yeah. in a smaller company, the likelihood of that goes down tremendously. Uh, you ha you actually have more say in what what kind of work you do, what kind of ethics you want to or principles you want to espouse in your work, uh, what kind of working conditions you want. Um, I really think that the rise of small, like the, I, I, I'm, I am very committed to uh, helping small and medium-sized like tech companies um, yeah. thrive in this current environment, especially with the power, like the big conglomerates uh, being as powerful as they are and only getting bigger and more consolidated by the day. You do, on principle, you need that drag force, but also it's good to have, uh, it's good to have some some workplace diversity too. Like I don't, I don't function well in a giant company at all. I, I, I find it just existential. Like I, I'd rather just peel my skin off uh, working, working at a place like that. 
that might be an exaggeration. No, I'll I just die inside. I'm not fair. gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like self mutilating in the in the I mean, in my yeah, cubicle. Everyone, but I will be dying inside. Everyone has um, different tolerances for what yeah. they're able. You know what they're willing to. And at to, the small end. But, right, but but but, 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 let's zoom out for a, but let's but but well, let's zoom out for a sec though. By definition, these mm-hmm. giant corporations are going to be the reality for most people because they're giant corporations. Yes. Yeah, and, by and most giant, people I mean, will probably they be have happy huge with numbers it. of employees because this it's like we said, like it's an industry. Like tech, let's say, is an industry. Sorry, we're we're talking so much about tech. Uh, we can talk about some other. It's, it just happens to be the one I know best. Um, like we're t- like over thirty years. Uh, this this industry has base has grown to be a giant right there's something like a thousand times more people working in it than there were like 20 years ago even much and less yeah, like 40 or 50 yeah. right once you get to some critical you can't all be startups if you have like literally millions <laughs> no. of people in the industry you, you, should, you can't do that and it's not and if you optimize for that you're going to end up you're going to end up crushing growth of these companies because not most people are just not suited and they should not be expected to be suited to the kind of work that small business the work style and the and the kinds of work that small businesses uh are best for and that they are able to take on um so um so there's nothing wrong with working at a at a at a job at a big company because it's it's very stable employment it'll it'll be the closest you can get to a quote traditional 9 to 5 with benefits it has stability the comp- like google is not folding anytime soon despite me really hoping for it <laughs> um so like there's nothing wrong with that these jobs are just going to have to exist and there's no sense I don't like the I don't like the 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 uh, entrepreneur hype that kind of denigrates people who work at those companies uh because guess what big shot if you actually get to your you know 7 billion dollar valuation and you get to you know 1000 employees yep who the fuck are your thousand employees? It's not going to be right. a thousand other hustlers trying to build their little quote empire. And they wouldn't want to employ workers. those people because they well, wouldn't right. make good well, they're workers, bad workers in their thousand dollars yeah, company. That, that's my problem with it is is that I'm not that I think that the glorification glorification of entrepreneurship um, is uh, it, it, it's sort of a, like irrelevant. To most people, agree. So why mm-hmm. do we talk about it so much? Because I think that what happens is we sort of lie to people and and tell them that there are entrepreneurial aspects <laughs> to their life, which there aren't. You're just working a job, but they want you. You know, now like when you work a corporate job, you know they they tell you that. You should be entrepreneurial. You actually use within that your word. job, yeah. Within, within your, your role. job, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's meant to obfuscate a lot of, you know, the basic relationship because I think they want to achieve a certain level of. I don't know what it, I still haven't really gotten to the bottom of it, but I will say this: like, uh, just aside from tech and the nuances between tech and finance, and uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Like at the end of the or pharmacy, pharmacy, are you working in biosciences, pharma, healthcare, you know, I don't know what, accounting, whatever the fuck. Like it's a big comp. It's just you're working for a big corporation, right? And uh, I think that the underlying for me, what I was experiencing, and I wonder if uh, confused avocado kind of had the same thing going on, sort of mid career. Couple of years into, or a few years in, more into her career, is you go in excited, right? You go in like super excited. I I got my spot. I'm part of you know elite. The, you know I'm part of the elite now. I'm in the professional uh, managerial class. I'm on my way. Uh, I've got upward trajectory. You know, fate is in my own hands or whatever. And you you you're just very smugly proud of yourself, right? And then a few years in. Um, it starts to wear on you a little bit and the hours are long and the pay, like you said, I mean, like money just becomes less and less concrete. It's just this abstract number. It's building up. Sure. But like, I don't know. It's not the fact that I'm seeing like six digits and seven digits in my account or whatever. I don't know how many, how much money people make. Um, (laughs) it, 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 it doesn't, 
I don't, and I don't care. Sorry, I don't know why that's. I don't know why that's funny, but yeah, I actually don't know either. I have no yeah, I have sense no of scale for these things, uh, and I don't really care. I'm just saying, like, I think that everyone eventually has a very abstracted notion of money because it's just digits in an account. It's not, you know, it's it's not like they're paying you in suitcases of cash. You know, that would be a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, but they, you know, it's just fucking digits. And, I want a dump uh, chunk of cash. Can I just get a dump chunk? Yeah, like if they give you like an actual bag of cash every week at the end on Fridays, like I, that might actually motivate people more. You know, <laughs> you know oh like, God. just, just like, a suitcase like, of cash, right? Just, just cut like, to your the boss chase. literally just like takes out a yeah, takes out a suitcase. Like he, you know, he like he um, you like come in on Friday, you know, it, boss you just line up and you take your suitcase, right? No, it's like a one on one, and then he unclicks it, kind of like <laughs> when you're paying ransom. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, let me see the money, <laughs> right? He's like, let me yeah. see the work. I'm like, let me see the money. Yeah, literally. And he, and he, he brings it out. And I'm like, count it. And yeah. he counts it. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get to work. <laughs> yeah. But I think like uh, over, I know after a few years of this, you know, a, 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 a very disturbing suspicion arises, which is like, the only reason I'm here in the first place, from the very first day I even. Mm-hmm. went to college and started thinking about going this path is because I have to. Yeah. I, I, I had to do it. I'm not really here by choice. I have to have a job. I got to make money. It's not volu- – none of this is really voluntary. Right. Like maybe I, to, I made yeah. a few choices along the way as to which corporation I'd go work for. Or what, what – And for, right, and for right. what, you know, what and role under what discipline. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, yeah, I mean, but it's like a pachinko ball makes choices. Right. But ultimately, you know, I'm not choosing any of this stuff. I have to do this shit. And uh, that becomes intolerable because it's totally at odds with these heaped upon uh, expectations um, about finding fulfillment. How can I find fulfillment in doing something that I'm sort of forced to do? And over time, I'm realizing I don't really enjoy doing this. And so not only does it become, you know, less and less fun or whatever, it also becomes more like a fucking prison sentence. You know, a fancy one, of course, with a lot of privileges. But fundamentally, there's something coercive about this. Like, I'm here because I have to. And then once that realization hit me, it it, it was a very... It was just like this weight that I had to carry around everywhere I went, and it just colored everything that I experienced within the office, which is like, if I didn't have to be here, I would so not be here. And that was a very, uh, that was the turning point for me when I realized, like, I can't really carry on, um, like, I got to, not that I can't carry on, but I've got to somehow reconcile this. It's, you know, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, sorry if I cut you off. It's no, 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 no. To, Okay. Uh, um, okay. So you didn't you didn't like the work. You didn't want to be there. That was your realization. Uh, you just had to because you know you needed that paycheck every two weeks. Uh, this is why yes. they pay every two weeks. By the way, this is why they don't give you a lump sum at like the end or the top of the <laughs> so year you or just something. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little drips. Little 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 yeah. pellets you give to the rats to keep them running. Um. Do you have a notion in your head of what you would be doing? No, that's the other to? thing. Okay, I, that's the other thing. Is like I, I, I was, I was, when this first hit me, that actually I don't want to do any of this shit. I've been lying to myself this whole time that this is right. something I chose. I'm like, it's a choice that I make, but I didn't really choose it in the sense like, you know, if I have like a red, green, and blue T-shirt. Did I, you know, and I pick one. Okay, fine. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the, uh, sorry. The, so the question was, did I have an idea of like what I wanted to be doing? See, that yeah. was the most difficult part of it. Was, like, were you, were you on the subway being like, man, yes. if only, if only I could like be playing tennis or something right now instead of going to this bullshit job. No, like, no. Okay. So like, um, I definitely wasn't fanciful in the sense, like I had colleagues who were fanciful, meaning like they were like, I want to open up a cuck cupcake shop cupcake shop you know something like that i'm like mm. <laughs> tell me you were a lawyer in the great financial crisis without yeah, like, saying I, I, you're I, in right. the great like, financial want, crisis yeah some people <laughs> fantasized about you know having a parachute where they could just like literally just be like yo like 
yeah, I just want to be on a beach, right? That's not my problem. I was like, I don't, you know, the, the the issue is like I don't have enough money to just be on the beach, right? Right. So the question was, I gotta make money. I can't not make money. Uh, but how do I do that in a way that's like more tolerable than what I'm doing now? And so to your question, Jess, did I have an idea? Yeah, I thought I was like maybe I should go work in a more like tech-centric area, get away from finance. Maybe if I went to work as like product counsel at like Amazon, which I tried to do, maybe What's that would make counsel? me happier. Hmm? What's product counsel? You're just working as a lawyer attached to a product line, you know? Um, oh. So like, how many, how many different privacy laws is the iPhone 6 breaking? Okay. Yeah. Shit yeah. Like that, or, or you know, like trying to run afoul of regula- regulations? I, I don't know, and I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> okay. But what I'm saying is, like, it was just a very abstract <laughs> idea. Like, maybe if I worked, you know, in a company that was doing something cooler than what my company's doing, which is just fucking doing financial shit, like, right. maybe that would make me more excited, you know? And so I was like, maybe I should, you know, and I, I tried to do that. And then, you know, later I, I read about how miserable, um, it was to work at the corporate HQ of Amazon. Like, Oh, this sounds just like even worse than where I came from, you know? Um, it's under, it's under, uh, talked about how at some point in some ways, a high salary is uh, salary is directly proportionate to the amount of just bullshit. This job is. Yeah. And I think that that video by avocado confused avocado sort of hints on that. Right. Yeah, and I think this is the divergence between like blue collared labor and white collared labor. Um, like like a bullshit job at the at the blue collar end will pay you as little as they possibly can, and your job will suck brutally hard. Mm. Uh, at the high mm. end, some of the mm. some of the worst jobs are the highest paid ones. Right. Like, Almost there because are it's so jobs, bad. Right. Yeah. There it's are like jobs. It's so that, annoying. Oh. No one wants to do it, so we've got to pay a lot for someone to actually do this. Yeah, like at one point I thought like um like oh okay like wow CTO sounds cool maybe I'll start and then I saw like, and then like I ran into like it's, it's like the worst job at uh, at some of these companies right but one of the highest paid well, yeah so simp- you're just the punching bag for everyone else <laughs> it's and people are, and then the entrepreneurs now are like I don't know why CTO is even a C-suite position this is why websites don't fucking run retard um, mm-hmm. when the CTO anyway, reports to the CFO. That's a bad sign, people. Yeah. Anyway, but teen, like you were, you're still talking about like being a lawyer, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I was being realistic, right? Like I was okay. like, I, I've got to find something. I, you know, I can't go back to school and completely change my field, right? I, I've and you I've also were like, like, I'm going to go, go lumberjack. somewhere to which I can get to from here. Which okay. Is, right. You're so not going I'm to not barista. A, You're not going from corporate lawyer to barista. Yeah, I'm not a fanciful thinker, is what I'm saying. I'm not thinking okay. big. I'm thinking practical. And I think that's the hard part, is when you are constrained by practical concerns, but you're having existential type issues, right? You're having big issues, but you have very small degrees of freedom by which you can address those concerns. So that's the basic problem, I think, Uh just in response to your question that I was dealing with is big problems, big disappointments, big concerns about I'm not fulfilled and all this shit, um, which I'll address about how I kind of reconciled that. But then in response to these big life-ish questions of meeting and purpose, very, very small degrees of freedom as to what I can actually do. Because if you go out and you start scanning for jobs, and say, I'm going to send my resume. Like, not only is the universe of jobs that you're looking at not exactly the most Broad. promising thing <laughs> in the world in terms of, like, this is going to be life-changing, yeah. but then how many of those jobs are you actually going to get? Mm-hmm. Right? Because they're going to hire for people that were doing a very similar job. Right? So your chances of getting a vastly different job, frankly, are very low. Right. And I've not seen people really make radical jumps uh, when they're, you know, mid-career. Like where you're heading down is pretty much where you're going to be heading for for ever, not forever, but for your career, you're not going to make a radical jump. So then the feeling of locked in syndrome really became acute where it was like, I need to be here, but I don't want to be here, but I need to be here, but I don't want to be here. I have to be here. I can't take being here. Then you feel imprisoned. 
and and then you really look at the nature of the job market and the nature of career paths as a practical matter, not as a transcendental matter. And you're like, reality is falling way short of the transcendental expectations that have been built up over time right. by what we are told we should expect from our careers. And ultimately, for me, the way out of that was, one, hitting eject altogether and just taking a break from all of it for a year, which I never had, which I realized I had never done in my entire life. And, uh, and then just completely re-destroying and then rebuilding my expectation of what a job even is. It is a sentence. It is a thing that you have to do under our system just to survive. And it is not going to be a pleasant... You, you shouldn't look at that as like a necessarily a pleasant, hopeful thing. It is kind of shitty that you are going to spend a lot of time... Uh, your, a lot of your hours are going to be... In your life, majority of them are going to be blocked off just so you can survive. This idea of doing work for the, the, you know, the, the, the sake of work, to, to contribute to society, whatever... Those are important and tra- like hopeful things that are at a level of idealism that is beyond, I think, the realistic and practical realities that we find ourselves in under capitalism. That's the end of part one of this episode on work and meaning. You can catch the second part as a bonus pod available to our Patreon supporters. If you want to support us, gain access to all bonus episodes and chat with us and others in the Plan A Discord, head over to patreon.com slash planamag.